This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. BECK, Pat and Stu, welcome. You know, you don't see too much of uh, of the left wing media saying, "Hey, these uh, these these attacks on police officers all over the country, uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, among them." Uh, these gotta be. I mean, they're they're inciting these things, right? The these uh, protesters are inciting violence against police. I, I haven't heard them say any of that. Have you? No. In fact, uh, I mean, inciting or committing, right? I mean, uh, we've seen uh, instances in which, I mean, what was, it was in Ferguson. There was that. There was the yep. guy in New York who uh, killed two officers uh, and was uh, tied to this movement pretty clearly. Um, that's not exactly, uh, it's not a shock. It's not even just they're, they're creating an environment in which this stuff occurs. They're doing much more than that. They're actually pulling the trigger in some instances. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So with lowered flags and uh, prayers, southern Mississippi City, mourning two police officers now, while the four people arrested after their shooting deaths await an initial court uh, appearance. Red roses decorated a chain-link fence Sunday uh, near the spot where the officers Benjamin Dean and LaCorey Tate were killed. One of them, of course, was black as well. So one was white, one was black, both police officers. I think that's the important thing here because all police seem to be under siege right now. Um, they're they're all being presented as if they're hateful racists and out for only, I don't know, some sadistic pleasure or something. And so they've been attacked on multiple occasions and sometimes just execution style. It's sad. It's just a tragedy, according to Dorothy uh, Thompson. She said outside uh, New Hope Baptist Church, Nearby, bloodstains still mark the asphalt where the gunfire erupted Saturday night during what authorities described as a routine traffic stop gone awry. Preliminary indication says that uh, Dean pulled over a vehicle for speeding and then called for backup, which is when Tate arrived. Gunshots erupted near the road uh, in Hattiesburg then. Uh, It's too early to say who shot the officers or how many shots were fired. Still wasn't clear what prompted the gunfire. Uh, Dean was a married father of two, 34 years old, officer of the year in Hattiesburg. Tate was just 25 and had graduated from the police academy last year. Really, really sad story. Uh, In a statement, Governor Phil Bryant said the officer's death should remind us to thank all law enforcement for their unwavering service. May God keep them all in the hallow of his hand. That's nice. So they arrested two two of these guys uh, fairly quickly and then... uh, just the third and fourth then over the last little while here um 
just arrested. They just confirmed that a fourth suspect has been arrested. Cornelius Clark has been charged with obstruction of justice. So uh, two of them are charged, I think, with cap two counts of uh, capital murder. And uh, the others are are uh, somewhat less involved in this. More importantly, I suppose, is what are your feelings on uh, what type of person and what their opinion would be on this incident? Uh, do you want making your Italian club? Um, I think a lot of people are thinking, wait a minute, <clears throat> I'm going to order a meatball sub later today. How does the person who's making it feel about this particular story? And luckily we have at least one answer to that question. After a subway employee uh, post celebratory messages about <coughs> the dead cops in, in Hattiesburg. Uh, it's pretty rough. Uh, here it is. Uh, this is the, yeah. I guess, the initial one. Um, two police officers were shot in Hattiesburg tonight, uh, and then uh, the skull with a bunch of uh, fake crying faces uh, then got him um, with uh, three guns. And apparently, a picture and she's smiling. of herself smiling in her uniform, which is really, I guess, the only reason. This is a story, right? I mean, because, mm -hmm. you know, if it was just... I'm sure this this message was sent out by thousands of people on Twitter uh, over over the weekend. But the fact that she put her picture in uniform as she sent it out was kind of an issue. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I, You're not smart. You know, not smart. And I, I, I admit to being a tad torn about this because, you know, people are idiots and they say really stupid things. And I don't know that Subway corporate should be held responsible for one of their, the employees of one of their idiot, or the opinions of one of their idiot employees. Um, you know, I, I, can, I certainly can understand why after the blow up happens, they have to fire her. I get it. Um, but, I, you know, is this actually a news story? Is it a news story that a sandwich artist has a dumb opinion about police officers being shot? Which is what the uh, marketing people called her at first, or not her specifically, but the 400,000 people that work at Subway. <laughs> Please don't let this reflect poorly on the 400,000 sandwich, sandwich artists. artists. Now, they've been calling them sandwich artists for a long time. Sandwich uh, artists. Yeah, but still, I like... <laughs> That's pathetic. It is well. It's Come a stupid on. PR response. I, Come on. You know, I don't know. I I don't know though. Do do they do they have to fire all the employees that have dumb opinions about stuff? I mean, like they, how many? You figure there's probably of our population, ten percent of our population that believes in nine eleven conspiracy uh, theories. Mm -hmm. um, now they have probably all tweeted about it, or many of them have. Uh, at Subway, maybe the opinion, maybe. It's a little bit higher. I'm just going to go out there and say it's a, it's a tad higher based on the fact, you know, that maybe uh, the person who's working at Subway hasn't maybe read the 9-11 report. You know what I mean? Like this, this is, it's, it's at least possible. Certainly when I worked at a place that served sandwiches, I hadn't read any of these reports. Um, so are you to go through everybody? Is, are we going to go through and say, hey, look at this dumb opinion this person has about 9-11 and 3,000 people died that day. How dare she make sandwiches? No, no. I mean, look. When you publish it and you're glad for the deaths of three thousand people, and you and then, put, let's be honest, we about got them, and then two airplanes or three airplanes yeah. going into buildings after that, maybe. I yeah, think. Maybe, I think maybe if it's that stupid. Well, maybe let's if, be honest. There's an additional ingredient with this a sandwich artist that we're you know we're putting mm -hmm. together this beautiful submarine sandwich, which is people noticed it. Yeah. Again, like if she put this out on her off time. Uh, or didn't have a picture of her in a subway hat smiling about it, 
probably nothing happens, right? This happened. Probably. It had to have happened thousands of times this weekend. But I guess yeah. because she has a subway hat on, you know, it goes to subway corporate and they're forced to deal with it. I, I don't know. I'm a little torn. I mean, look, there are a lot of dumb people in our society. Uh, you know, I don't. I mean, we're gonna have a, a lot of unemployed people. You are kidding. Now, this was a pretty big story all weekend, right? The subway person. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little surprised. I didn't think it was that big a story because if it was that big of a story all weekend and we knew that we were going to do this story today on the show, there would be subway sandwiches here. That's so a, uh, there's no didn't subway know where sandwiches. you were going with that, but that is there's a no great subway point. sandwiches, uh, and I'm just uh, mm -hmm. concerned that uh, this is we're one of the few times rules. when I'll let anybody who's supposed to provide us food uh, off the hook. I'm I, not really a subway sandwich. You have not had it prepared fan. by the correct artist. Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, Apparently you not. may just have an employee. My sandwich it. artists have not been <laughs> impressive when I've been to Subway. It really, though, I mean, yeah. look, it's one of those things that uh, it, do you like uh, hateful speech? The answer to that would be no, no. but it's still First Amendment issue. Mm -hmm. Here's a situation where the Constitution of the show says when food uh, is talked about, it should be brought <laughs> to the host. I mean, whether you like the food or not, yeah, but that principle is violated every day. Mm -hmm. So is it's, it even? Is it even a principle anymore? It's basically the Fourth Amendment. It's basically it the is. Fourth Amendment. It's dead. It is. No it's one cares dead. about it anymore. And despite our complaining on the air constantly, it no one fixes matter. it. Doesn't matter. It's Not the least. So, yeah, we're going to have to continue to deal with it. Oh, we have, to, we have. By the way, we I did get a preview of a couple of new spoons episodes coming up. Really? We've got some serious stuff on the way. Good. Oh, yes. We've got some serious stuff on the way. Um, I don't know if it's going to be this week or not, but uh, we have multiple really th good and, and interesting food items that I'm excited about taste testing here on well, the Well, one of the interesting things we need to explore is uh, McDonald's new McHale. Yeah. Because, man, does that sound mm. delicious. There's an item you want to talk about and ignore <laughs> for anybody who's supposed to get us food. That's not something we want. But what I would like to try from McDonald's is, you know, and we've talked about this in the past, how they've they've kind of gone this. Uh, oh, we're no, we're not. We're not bad, unhealthy uh, fast food that's fattening anymore. We're really good, healthy choices. Like look, look at this new McSalad where right. we serve you lettuce <laughs> and really bad salad dressing. But let's forget about that. Um, but we have some other choices like McYogurt and stuff. So is, uh, now we're serving kale. I really don't think that's the way to go, but they were trying to uh, increase the perception of food quality. And I, I don't know that any of these other healthy food choices are doing that, but they also started this, and I, I haven't tried it yet, but the new sirloin burger, the burger made out of sirloin, is supposed to be really good. It's like a quarter pound burger. I think it's a third pound. Is it a third? Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah, that's one of the uh, spoons that episodes coming really out. That sounds really good. Is it? Okay, I think it is. Yeah. That, that we need to have. We need to try the uh, sirloin burger at McDonald's. They also uh, apparently uh, increased the quality of their milkshake. Right? And they, Wasn't yes, that a deal? Yes, it was their deal. Yeah. Yes, it was and, their deal. And so I, I think understand that's pretty that. good, too. And, and maybe along with the, with, with the sirloin burger, we we got to have the milkshake. And then you can also... Uh, Enjoy that as well. Mm, that sounds delicious. Because uh, as last I heard, they didn't put meat in milkshakes. No, I don't think they do. Although I did work there at a long time. Uh, you know, it was my, my first job, actually, uh, mm -hmm. was McDonald's. And I believe at the time it was not, it was not milkshake. 
It was no, it's a shake. shake mix. Yeah, well, I remember the bags. Yep. You had to load the stupid and bags I, I into the machine. Still, oh, I hated it. I don't think they still call. I don't think they call them milkshakes to this day. No, I think it's they're just, just shakes. Yeah, McDonald's shakes because they don't use milk. <laughs> I don't know what they use instead, but apparently it's not. Kale. We should uh, be, be clear that I also don't care what they use. <laughs> yes, oh man. Uh, we now, have I have tried their 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 new and improved. Uh, I forget what they taste like, so we still need to include them on the spoons episode. You forget? Uh, I forget what they taste like, but it seemed like they were really good at the time. <laughs> So I'm not sure I carry it. I was about ready to give a review, and then I thought, no, yeah, I'll don't, wait to do it. Yeah. Uh, but at one time, at one time they had, and of course they've created this perception because some of the things they've used in their meat in the past have not been, you know, super exciting products like uh, carrageenan, which is seaweed. And I remember in the early 90s, a story broke that McDonald's used seaweed in their burgers. And it was the new McLean thing that they were doing. Mm -hmm. Some of the filler to hold it together better was seaweed product. They use it, they use it in a lot of things. And it was like half of 1% was seaweed. But uh, once you create that perception that your burgers are made with seaweed, a lot of people are thinking... I don't want a seaweed burger. What an amazing uh, story arc, though, you've, you've, you've uncovered here. Is that, like, mm -hmm. now seaweed in the burger would be better. Yeah. They would do it intentionally. It yeah. I mean, what is kale if not seaweed, right? The, the right. Kale is the seaweed of the earth. Right. right. It's just that, yes, And that's what they should be running yes, from. It's true. That's what they should be running from. Right. Like, but now they're advertising they're putting that crap in their food, where before they had to deny it, it was a public relations scam <laughs> yeah. in the 90s. Now <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, this. I swear we're going to put really bad vegetables in our food. <laughs> it's true. It is. Uh, what, what a what an incredible road! I think they also have quinoa. I mean, we joked about this last week when the when the kale no, thing broke. They, I think they also have something made with quinoa, or in, it's in the salad, or I don't know something. They all they have included these two superfoods now that everybody talks about the quinoa and the kale, <laughs> and they've just caved to this healthier eating thing. That ain't where people are going for healthy Correct. food. I know. It's, like, well, it's the, just not. The uh, NFL had a uh, commercial last year where they had it showed. It was an Eagles fan. happened to be an Eagles fan grilling out. And he was grilling out uh, quinoa, uh, which is quinoa. <laughs> quinoa burgers. He's like, what the hell is quinoa? <laughs> and it's like, that is where people are, I think, with a lot of that stuff. And, I, like, I, you know, quinoa, I, I actually kind of like it. It's all right. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It would be my stupid type of kind of food. Mm -hmm. um, not kale, though. Kale, no. Kale's um, nasty. Kale actually tastes bitter and bad. Quinoa doesn't taste like anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, quinoa mm -hmm. is just—it's like a—it's well, like a grain. It's a grain. It's like a, you know—it's just like a rice. Like yeah, you just rice. puff it up, and it—it it, it yeah. kind of tastes like rice. Yeah, which I mean, is to say, kind of tastes like nothing. I mean, rice. Does rice taste like anything delicious? But rice is, mm, rice rice. is involved Oops. in many delicious things. <laughs> yeah, it enhances right. yeah, other it products. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, you can put it in the middle of a of a, a really delicious burrito, and then you're talking about I mean, right. Okay, it, that's good. There's something to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, where where are Where's the burritos? The oh my gosh! Come on! This is. Again, another constitutional violation of this program. We're turning into the Obama administration of shows, <laughs> just filled with nonstop violations of the Constitution. Sad. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, more patents stew coming up. Meantime, we got to tell you about uh, Patriot Supply, mypatriotsupply.com, because you can get your seventy-two hour food kit. Mm -hmm. That's three days of food for ten bucks. Yeah, a a an amazing deal. We we've mentioned this uh, a billion times. 
can't think of another deal quite like this. Uh, the $10 includes shipping and handling. So when you call them at 800-274-3040, you can order four of these for your family, and it's going to cost you 40 bucks. What a great way to get started on being uh, prepared for whatever comes your way, whether it's just three days of bad weather or whether it's a really bad uh, you know, weather catastrophe, a, a tornado or a hurricane or who knows what could come our way. Um, but you could be prepared with My Patriot Supply. Sadly, though, Pat, uh, as you're talking and looking through the ingredient list, no mm -hmm. kale. No kale. There's mm. no kale in either one of these bags. Huge But plus. you get them in these nice, easy-to-store bags. So you're not, you, know, you don't have like a bunch of boxes in some, um, in some cabinet somewhere or some closet uh, that's taking a bunch of space. It's, it's a simple, easy thing to start your preparation. 72-hour kit for only 10 bucks, including shipping. Call now. It's my Patriot Supply. Uh, the number is 800-274-3040. 800-274-3040. My Patriot Supply. It's not just food. It's freedom. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. Hi. Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven Beck. Turns out this weekend on Fusion TV, uh, George Clooney said something so surprising. I'm just really, who was blown away by this? Oh, he I was, said yeah. he's going to support Hillary Clinton for, for president. What? What? Yeah. I thought you were. Yeah. I thought I really thought it was going to be Ted Cruz, Ted right? Cruz, I thought you were going right? to say that. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you could go Rand Paul. You, you might think libertarian, but mm -hmm. no, he went all the way to Hillary Clinton. What a surprise. He described her as a tremendous candidate. And here's what else he had to say. Uh, Hillary Clinton. I think she's in town, by the way. Oh, she is? Yeah. Are you gonna you'll, be know, you'll know because all the traffic will be stopped. <laughs> well, maybe it's because of you. But, um, are you going to be helping her for 2016? Sure. And whatever she wants, whatever way I can. Oh, I sure. Think good, that, good. I think that she's a, 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 a tremendous candidate. And oh, I think she gosh. would be. And I know her, mm -hmm. and, I, uh, and I think the world of her, and I think that uh, mm -hmm. I would be very happy if she were president. You said in 2008 that mm -hmm. she was the most polarizing figure in American politics. She was a polarizing figure in American politics because at the time, mm -hmm. there, I felt that mm -hmm. there were as many people that would show up to vote against her mm -hmm. because she was... Uh, because she was Hillary, and they, they, for whatever reasons, they'd been designing that for quite some time. You know, there's a, there have been a lot of uh, uh, pieces brought up the, that, you know, were just brought up 
because they knew she was going to run for president later, and mm -hmm. they tried to make them in. You know, Benghazi is this great scandal. Well, it's not. So I find that she is now. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I think she's ready fine. to be president. I think she could have been a uh, wonderful president before. Why even worry about it? Okay, <laughs> they sent no help for four Americans who were slaughtered by terrorists. Uh, please, <laughs> that's not a scandal. <laughs> it's not. That's it's not. not. It's just stupid. So four Americans died. <laughs> what? Can we watch that again, the, particularly the part, if, if we could get to the part where he talks about Benghazi? Mm -hmm. Because the guy who's the interviewer, he, he's the guy that's done a, a lot of yeah, interviews. Yeah, he's Mr. Right? Superstar now. He's R getting them on. Ramos, yeah. or is that his name? I can't. Yeah, Jorge Ramos. Jorge oh, Ramos. Um, he, uh, he has the same reaction I had uh, when I heard him say that Benghazi wasn't a scandal. And <laughs> yeah. Kind of interesting. Watch his face and tell me if this isn't the same way you feel. Uh, Hillary Clinton. I think she's in town, by the way. Oh, she is? Oh, she yeah. is? You'll, know, you'll know because all the traffic will be stopped. Well, maybe it's because of you. But uh, <laughs> are you going to be helping her for 2016? Sure, and whatever she wants, whatever way I can help. I think that, whatever you I think that she's a, 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 a tremendous candidate, and I think she would be. And I know her, mm -hmm. and, I, uh, and I think the world of her, and I think that uh, I would be very happy if she were president. You said in 2008 that she was the most polarizing figure in American politics. She was a polarizing figure in American politics because at the time, mm -hmm. there, I felt that there were as many people that would show up to vote against her mm -hmm. because, she was, uh, because she was Hillary and that for whatever reasons they'd been designing that for quite some time. You know, there have been a lot of uh, uh, pieces brought up the, <laughs> that you know, were just brought up because they knew she was going to run for president later, and they tried to make them in. You know, Benghazi is this great scandal. Well, it's not. So I find that she is now. I think she could have been a wonderful president. Before. It is like this emotionless, like really. <laughs> now they probably yeah. edited that together. It probably wasn't even the same time. It looked like they were editing yeah. for content there, but it, that's how I felt about. It. Uh -huh. It's like, all right, I got it. Benghazi's no big scandal. I understand you're required by law to say that, but come on. Is that really where we are? And it is. As you've said many times, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Uh, so from, from that angle, I guess he's right. I mean, it should be a huge scandal. It should have already uh, wiped her out as any potential candidate. Uh, it should have ended the presidency of Barack Obama, but he didn't do any of those things. And so... It just it apparently didn't stick for whatever Cer reason. Certainly shouldn't put her in a position. Her run, not even just Benghazi, but her that's included in her entire run as Secretary of State, should at least uh, indicate to Democrats there should be a strong contender to to, uh, to this nomination. She should not be handed this nomination. Look, I don't know if there's anyone, including her who would argue she had a wonderful run as Secretary of State. Now she will argue it, but I'm saying behind closed doors. If you honestly went to her and said, what do you think about Secretary of State? She'd probably have uh, her list of excuses. I wasn't able to do the things I wanted to. Uh, you know, they were working on health care instead of helping me on this, blah, 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 blah. There's probably a lot of things she'd bring up as a problem. But I don't even think she would, would say that she did a great job if you got her in an honest point. I mean, the bottom line is you have this person who's, who, who oversaw a really terrible four years of foreign policy. Mm -hmm. I mean, bad. Mm -hmm. It didn't go well. It did not go well. I mean, the re from the reset button on to Benghazi and beyond, it was just not a positive era of American foreign policy. And she was ahead of it. She was the head of it. And she's just handed this nomination as if she, oh, it's unquestionably she's the one. I mean, Bernie Sanders is out there 
I mean, even he's getting 15, 18% against her. I mean, imagine if you had a real challenger like Al Gore. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, you should put Al Gore in there because that would help our yes. show. Yes, it would. That's, it, that's, uh, it might kill the country, but it would help the show. It would. It would help so. the show. Well, no, I mean, if he got in, As he long lost. as he doesn't win the presidency. Right. Yeah, he's then perfect. We're okay. I mean, then imagine we're okay. Clinton Gore again, except this time they're against each other. That's fun. what we need. It'd be fun. That's what we need. I'd like to country. see it. Mm -hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Hollywood mogul uh, Tom Hanks, we just heard from uh, George Clooney, uh, Tom Hanks is joining President Obama and pushing for free community college for millions of Americans, something he says he benefited from in the early 1970s, except I don't think it was free back then. Uh, in a White House email disguised to appear in your inbox as directly from Tom Hanks, uh, the actor writes of his time at, uh, at a community college in Hayward, California, a place he brags, taught him the skills to go out into the world and do great things. That place made me what I am today. Here's why. Over the course of my career, I've only continued to reap the benefits of the classes I took there. Really? Wow. Uh, I, he doesn't specify as to what any of those, um, any of those classes were that he continues to benefit from but he says free community college he hopes is an idea that sticks bottom line is simple more kids and adults for that matter should have this chance the president happens to agree he wants to make two years of community college free for up to nine million americans who are willing to work for it it's interesting because that's that's not free no it's not free if you're willing if you have to work for it that that would mm -hmm. indicate that you're uh trading something for something else and secondarily it's not free because someone else is paying for it um, so right. it's not free on literally any level. On any um, level. But this is, of course, just a starter program. This is what they do. They say a two-year community college, free if you work for it. That, of course, mm -hmm. as it, the same thing that happens with immigration all the time, turns into, well, look, it's free two years of community college if you happen to fill out the paperwork. Then it turns into free community college for two years. Then it turns out to free community college for four years. Then it turns into free college for four years. Then mm -hmm. it turns into free everything for all years. That's uh, the, the you know, down the road a bit is where it gets. It's all about, I mean, I love this. Uh, do you think um, free community college, he hopes, is an idea that sticks? Anything free is an idea that sticks. People will take your free money whenever you want. That's not an idea. That's buying someone. That's what that is. That's not, a, that's not some innovative, wonderful idea. Handing money to someone in exchange for their support is not a, an idea. That's just a that's a purchase of someone, and it's the idea that we kind of got away with or got you know away from a long time ago. Mm -hmm. This idea of purchasing people has not been a good one in American history. Let's go away from it. How about that? Let's, let's go. Let's diverge from that path. Okay. What do you, what do you say? Yeah. Beyond that, think about it. Okay, you'll think. Okay, right, that's all I'm asking. I say, you know, I hope mm -hmm. I hope that ending slavery is an idea that sticks. <laughs> Uh, and yet another celebrity has released a song called Baltimore. Prince uh, has declared what we ought to do with the guns. And this, I think, is brilliant. Um, he touches on the deaths of Michael Brown and Freddie Gray. But the song's main point seems to be in the chorus. And the chorus goes like this. Are we going to see another bloody day? We're tired of crying and people dying. Let's take all the guns away. <laughs> God, he sucks. Yeah. For a guy who's supposed to be this brilliant artist, I mean, it, we would have to delete half of the music on Earth if crying and dying didn't rhyme. That's for sure. It's like, all right, this guy who's supposed to be this brilliant song maker comes up with a, we don't want to see more crying and people dying. <laughs> oh, he I, sucks. I ain't lying. 
let's stop trying to shoot people. And then maybe he could work in Moon and June in there somewhere, too. <laughs> I hope so. Because uh, he's really exercising his talent here. That, he's, that's a stretch, man. To run crying and dying and bloody day and take the guns away. All guns. That's great. That's good stuff. So yeah, that would be interesting. Let's just see. Let's see what that's happens. That's really, really good. It is. Is it? Have oh, you heard it? Tremendous. Tremendous? Mm. It yeah. is really good. Yeah. And he wasn't I'll be good. surprised if a lot of people are buying. <laughs> see, because you... Yeah, crying, dying, lying, uh, buying. Lion. Yeah, it's good. That's really strong, Jeff. Good. good job. Very strong. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents. You're a brilliant artist that should be respected for no particular reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like Prince. Just like Prince. You ever think about changing your name? I like, have, uh, the uh, symbol that represents fatness. <laughs> yeah, that's try that. That's not what I was thinking about. <laughs> Hi, uh, it's Pat and Stu. Uh, big New Hampshire poll out. Republican field is uh, tightening up, apparently. And uh, Hillary is still way out in front among Democrats. There's no clear front runner in the New Hampshire presidential uh, nominating contest, while Hillary retains an overwhelming advantage. Uh, her advantage over her potential Republican rivals has narrowed, however. And the general election in the battleground state looks increasingly competitive. That's that's all pretty good news. Um, let's see. Look at Despite, this chart here. Did you check out this chart yeah, out here? Let's, well, let's look at the graph. I, I thought what's interesting here is uh, Rand Paul, he's got 12. Uh, so you look at first choice and second choice. So, they're per, so this guy is goes only away. New Hampshire, right? Only New Hampshire and only yeah. Republicans in this particular chart. So Rand Paul's first, uh, although Scott Walker does better with second choice peop, uh, people as well as Jeb Bush. So uh, really, Scott, if you look at this kind of in a way of someone could drop out, Scott Walker would probably be your number one guy because yeah. he is at 24% first and second choice, where Rand Paul's only at 21, so is Jeb Bush, and Marco <coughs> Rubio at 20. Uh, this is not going to be Donald Trump. Donald is Trump a, is at fifth? Yeah, Come that's, on. That's absurd. Um, that's Ted Cruz is down all the way at six. He's not going to do much, and I don't even think he's going to really contest New Hampshire unless something dramatic changes. Um, New Hampshire's seen as kind of like that where the moderate mm-hmm. has the best chance. And supposedly they think Jeb Bush is, this is where he's going to go and win and become the front runner. Um, and, you know, I read an interesting story this weekend of why uh, Jeb Bush has rolled out his campaign the way he has, which is say I'm going to run for president but not actually announce it, kind of like that sort of, or exploring. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is he can collect millions and millions of dollars of super PAC money um, because once he's a candidate, he can no longer get that money. So he's announced, I'm probably going to run, but I'm just exploring so he can continue to take in money from PACs yeah. uh, where no one else can. And, of course, during that time, people like Ted Cruz and now Mike Huckabee and, uh, you know, uh, Rand Paul and Marco Rubio are, are getting the, all the attacks while Jeb Bush is sitting on the sideline avoiding them all uh, and collecting money. Uh, so they're saying that basically Jeb Bush is the smart one here. I don't know if that's true. We'll find out, I, I suppose. I don't know how Jeb Bush is going to get through this primary. Uh, unless, you know, it is, there's no other establishment types that get in. 
you know, if if Chris Christie stays out and uh, Lindsey Graham stays out and, you know, John Kasich stays out and all these kind of like establishment types are able to stay out and he has that side of the ledger to himself, he's got a shot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, uh, you know, I, there is no – Jeb Bush has no chance of winning a general election. No chance. You want to talk about a guy who has zero chance. His last name is Bush, period. He has no chance of winning at this point. Now, George W. Bush won twice, and, uh, and that was a, a, a positive time for the Republican Party in that, uh, you know, he was able to be victorious. But that time's over. It's over. Okay? It's over. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's done. There's no way Jeb Bush can win a, a, a general election. Think about the electorate. And I'm not, it's not even a knock on Jeb Bush, to be perfectly honest. It's just that this is an electorate that elected Barack Obama largely because of his abs. Right? He was the cool guy. Uh, he was a new guy. It was this new, fangled thing that people liked. The last thing on earth they're going to want is Jeb Bush. Now, Hillary Clinton is a little bit of a different story because the treatment she's going to get from the media is at least going to be considerably more positive. Jeb Bush is going to have negative media, uh, negative media attention in addition to the fact that his name is a net negative when it comes to the general election. He's got no chance. If you're looking for electability, Jeb Bush is not your guy. Pick another guy who you think can do what Jeb Bush does uh, and uh, it doesn't have that negative. Like a, a Scott Walker, for example, might be your uh, person uh, or, you know, Marco Rubio, uh, or, I mean, even Chris Christie. Yeah. At least Chris Christie, uh, he believes a lot of the same stuff Jeb Bush does, but at least he has a little bit of a different vibe. And he's not the same old, same old. Here's a look at uh, some of Hillary Clinton's uh, favorables. Uh, like Likely general election voters, uh, 46% find her, um, see her in a favorable light. 49% unfavorable, and 5% have never heard of her or are not sure. Uh, okay. Those people answered the question, spoons. Yeah, That's, it was mostly uh, Jeffy mm-hmm. and his family. Uh, likely Republican primary voters, 16% find her favorable, 82% not so much. This is a really positive poll for Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, the fact that she's split among general election voters is good for her because that's not normally how it is. 16% of Republicans have a favorable opinion of her. I mean, that's great. And she shows almost uh, unanimous support among Democrats, uh, yeah. 86 to you know 10. That's uh, about as good as you can get. I mean, maybe Barack Obama would be a little bit higher than that. But Hillary's usually turns off a lot more Democrats than that. And no, I didn't think any Republicans liked her. Now, this is one state, so maybe that's the answer. To yeah, that. it's New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I mean, in New Hampshire, I can, I can well see that that might be the case. Uh, nationally, that's not going to be the case. Uh, here's some more views of Hillary Clinton. Uh, the following descriptions better describe Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton, or do they describe them both equally? Cares about people like you. Hillary, 11%. Bill, 15 Both equally, 30 Neither, 38 So she's upside down in that. As uh, a strong leader, 12% think she is. 29% Bill. 30% both. And 26% neither. Okay. Well, she's, she's right side up there. Uh, can be trusted to tell the truth. 17% say Hillary can. Bill, 5%. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, neither one of them, 57%. I mean, he's one of the most famous liars of all time. I'm not surprised right. she's ahead in that measure. Vision for the future, they say 23%, say Hillary, 13 for Bill, 27 both, 32% neither. Uh, shares your values, 14 and 11 for Bill and Hillary, for Hillary and Bill. 
uh, 24% for both and 47% for neither. I don't know what you get from that, really, except that she's really not trusted much by people. And she shouldn't be. She's a liar. <laughs> you know, both of them have proven themselves to be completely untrustworthy. Interesting segue into Lindsey Graham going to announce his uh, presidential run on Ju June 1st. Um, I would say he's in that same category. Um, he the says, breathless excitement, man. Mm. All the breathless excitement. <laughs> he says, to our enemies. Get ready, because oh. there's a new way of doing business coming. Oh, there's a new sheriff in town. To it. our friends, get ready for the America you used to know. To Iowa, New Hampshire, hello. To South Carolina, you have my heart. He is the worst. <laughs> now, South Carolina, he could only get 56% of Republicans to vote for him in South Carolina. That's how terrible he is. Uh, the idea that he has any chance is obviously, I mean, he's a complete joke as a candidate, as a person, as an individual, as a, as a human being, mm -hmm. a complete and utter joke. However, his, uh, his pitch is interesting to some degree in that he's saying uh, full force behind pathway to citizenship, uh, full force, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, the, the hawkish ways of GOP uh, passed. He is a guy, that's what he's trying to run as this guy who's going to be hawkish uh, in, in, in uh, foreign policy. And then, you know, basically, not even a rhino, just a Democrat when it comes to things like immigration reform. Mm -hmm. I mean, a straight out Democrat. I mean, maybe not Maxine Waters, but close. Just, he would be such a disaster for the country. He has no chance, obviously. None. I, I honestly do not think he will win the South Carolina primary. I think that's entirely possible. I, I, I mean, it, it, if anything, it makes, if he is going to win it, it's going to be meaningless. Because people will just say, well, it's just Lindsey Graham winning his home state. But I don't even think he can win his home state. I don't think he can win his home state in his home party. That's that, how bad he is. If that would happen, uh, I think his candidacy would have to end right there. Yeah. If he, if he it, finishes yeah. second or third in South Carolina, you've got you to gotta pack it up. You're it's not going to make any more money, right? You're not going to get any more If you can't win your home state, done. you're not going to win anything else. Yeah. And I, you know, it may not even get to that point. I think Lindsey Graham um, uh, values certain things above... Uh, all else, which is hearing himself speak. Mm -hmm. um, like the number one thing Lindsey Graham wants is more Lindsey Graham time on television. Uh, so he's going to do this, and he's going to try to get some notoriety. And I think he might be thinking, maybe I'll be a good VP candidate. Maybe I'll be a guy down the road who can win. Um, he has no, ch no chance of winning. I mean, literally, everyone else in politics would have to retire. Mm -hmm. That's the, his only path to winning this, this nomination. Sadly, Not even the, he'd still lose a general to the, nobody. The sad thing is, there's uh, there's under two other people who feel the same way he does. The under wonder, two. Under two. Like one point seven or. Uh, no, not that high. Okay, one point like, three. It's I think it's one. One even. It's one. Wow. It's his mom. Uh, Lindsay's mom wants to. Hear Wait, so Lindsay him. doesn't even. Yeah, she didn't want to hear more from that? him on the national scale. Okay. She just wants him to call her more often. Like Aww, that's yeah. sweet. So it's nice. I like Mrs. Graham. Yeah, she seems I, very she's nice. Triple eight seven two seven. Back more patents too coming up. I mean, Jeffy would, would win before Lindsay Graham won. No, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. What would your platform be? Spoons.
727 back. Cat and Stu. Uh, Michelle Obama was so inspirational over the weekend at Tuskegee <laughs> University, wasn't she? Another commencement speech from the First Lady, and wow, it was, it was just soaring rhetoric. Soaring. It just made you feel good about being an American and the human experience and... You know, we're all in this together, and we've come a long way, baby. And look at, you got a, a black couple as the first couple of the United States of America. Things are going great right now. Now, do we have some problems? Yes, of course we do. But what other country in the world? What other country has this diversity? What other country? Can you come into a, a race where nobody's heard of your stinking husband? Except that he's like uh, he's got a weird name that's the same. His middle name's the same as our arch enemy in the Middle East, Barack Hussein Obama. Two of them. Two of our arch enemies. I mean, think about this. I remember when when people first started talking about him. One letter away from Osama. That's what I mean. Yes, you got Hussein and Osama slash Obama. You know, I'm not saying that. uh, You know, look. That's not a reason to not vote for him. No, I mean, but if his name was uh, Barry Hitler, if he was the best politician, you'd still vote for him, in theory. But you you think that that would turn off people yeah. who aren't necessarily particularly engaged, right? Uh, but no, he made it through that storm. Sure did. Plus, uh, you know, he comes from a, a broken family. He comes from part black, part white family. He could you win as a, Barry Hitler, Pat? I don't think. I don't so. think so. I, th- I don't, think, I don't think. No matter. I don't think. It's so. interesting. I don't know if it's because. Uh, I mean, first of all, if it was, his last name was Osama, would he could, could he have won? If it wasn't Obama but Osama, could he have won? That'd be tough. If, I, I don't know. That's interesting. I, I wonder know. what there's some level there because I think we all agree that your name is is uh, uh, Addy Hitler. You're not going. You're not going to the championship round anymore. Probably not. Uh, I, no. But so I don't know. But that, I mean, the guy he had made everything that going. Storm. He had everything going against yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely everything. And and in in this great country. He was elected president of the United States. He was elected to the, to the uh, most powerful office in the world. Uh, and yet, here's what she has to say. They will make assumptions about who they think you are based on their limited notion of the world. Will they? We've both felt the sting of those daily slights throughout our entire lives. You and Barack? The folks who crossed oh the street in fear of their uh-huh. safety. The clerks who cl- kept a close eye on us in all those department stores. <laughs> yeah, the sure. people at formal events who assumed we were the help. And those who have questioned our intelligence, Stop. our honesty, even our love of this country. Okay. And Stop I know right that these could, little indignities are obviously... N- Stop it right there. I, I can't take that okay. one. I just can't take that one. They've, we've questioned those, and it includes us, uh, obviously, that have questioned. I don't know about their intelligence. I mean, they certainly don't govern in a, in a mature way sometimes. Uh, in fact, all the time. Um, so their maturity level, their, their, their ability to govern, I would absolutely question. Their honesty? I'm not questioning it. I'm I'm calling them flat out, straight out saying they're liars. Both of them. Flat out stinking liars, and we've proven it over and over and over again. Nobody's questioning your honesty. We know you're not honest. And love for the country? When you when you say this kind of crap all the time, and this is the only thing you say about America. Yeah, I, I, and that's the thing. It's like, why would you love this country if you felt yeah. this way about it? Yeah. That's a strange thing to do. 
I mean, uh, and only a racist would love the country you're describing. So why do you yeah. love it? And uh, she describes it this way every time she opens her mouth. Mm -hmm. She was talking about how uh, she's also been, uh, I, I guess, because she was questioned at the beginning of as being loud. And uh, what was the other thing that was supposed to be stereotypical? Angry. angry. And or too well, emasculating. Damn angry. She seems pissed off. Pissed off all the time about this country. Yeah, and the other thing was, she said uh, when I, we're at formal events and we're no, we're, everyone thinks we're the help was one of her quotes in there. Wasn't it her who went to not a formal event but Target, and uh, someone asked her for help on a shelf because she was taller. Yeah. And uh, she assumed that that was her. Wasn't that her? Yes, she assumed that the lady her. was being racist and thought she worked there, yeah. Yeah. Um, which it was not true. In fact, the woman who asked her for help actually voted for Obama. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, right. had no. Remember that? So yes. she's still bringing that up as an example, even after she's been caught in the lie. You don't think we think we are honest? We know you're not honest. Look yeah. at what you're doing in this speech. <laughs> I mean, over and over and over and over again. This is unbelievable. And her love for the country. Her, her husband said five days before he was elected, he wanted to fundam fundamentally transform the United States. You, you don't want to fundamentally transform something you supposedly love. She is talking about changing our history, our culture, our values. I mean, I, no, they don't love the country. Give, give me a break. Uh, here's more of it, too. Uh, that these little indignities are obviously nothing compared to what folks across the country are dealing with every single day. Uh, Those nagging worries that you're going to get stopped or pulled over for absolutely no reason. The fear that your job application will be overlooked because of the way your name sounds. Uh, the agony of sending your kids to schools that may no longer be separate but are far from equal. Oh my God. The realization... That no matter how far you rise in life, how hard you work to be a good person, a good parent, a good citizen, for some folks, it will never be enough. Graduates, Jeez. today but I want to be very clear They're graduating that college, those feelings by the way. are not <laughs> an excuse to just throw up our hands and give up. Not an excuse. They are not an excuse to lose hope. Wow. Uh, it's one of the. Uh, uh, it's, I mean, uh, it's uh, frankly amazing. This woman is the first lady. It is after listening to the speech. If someone is. who is a foreign leader, Hugo Chavez, when he was alive, if he were to say these things, I would be mildly surprised. Mm -hmm. he, it's the most negative vision of America that exists in our society, mm -hmm. and someone who lives in the White House for six years is advocating it. Yeah. Yes. As reality. Yeah. And there's more. Here's a little bit more from oh, her. No. Can't wait. Yeah, great. potentially the first African-American first lady, mm -hmm. I was also the focus of another nice. set of questions and speculations. Oh, you were? Sure. Conversations sometimes rooted in the fears and misperceptions of others. No. Was I too loud or too angry or too emasculating? But eventually, I realized that if I wanted to keep my sanity mm. and not let others define me, there was only one thing I could do, and that was to have faith in God's plan for me. And at the end oh. of the day, by staying true to the me I've always known, I found that this journey has been incredibly freeing. Because no matter what happened, I had the peace of mind of knowing that all of the chatter, the name-calling, the doubting, all of it was just noise. 
It did not define me. Your life as a first lady is so difficult. I know. And most importantly, it couldn't hold me back. And no other first lady. Hold her back. She's the first lady of the country. Did you notice that? She graduated. Good golly. Oh my God! She had a six-figure job before that, by the way. Yeah, right, uh, making three hundred grand before that. that. Wasn't that one? Yeah. <laughs> Heaven help us! Heaven help us! All right, we heard the agonizing Michelle Obama commencement speech at Tuskegee University. It's one, uh, I, one of the worst speeches I've ever seen. Really bad, isn't it? I've never seen anything. Really, I mean, really like, bad. If, a, if a, you know, I think of the right uh, terminology here. If, if a, an anti-American Occupy Wall Street member stood up and gave that speech, you would not at all need to change a word of it. Well, right. I mean, yeah. maybe at the end where she's saying, like, you can't use it as an excuse. And, and mm -hmm. I guess that's her. That's as positive as she gets, mm -hmm. you know, to say to people, well, look, I mean, yes, everyone's trying to kill you. Yes, mm -hmm. this country's the worst country on earth, but you still need to fight. That's as good as she It's <laughs> as good as it gets saying, from her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she that is horrific. Really? That, what happened? I mean, as a, as a first lady of the United States, I mean, you know, and she's in a dream world if she doesn't think other first ladies get get harsh treatment. I mean, Hillary Clinton got oh, very she, harsh treatment when she was Oh, Laura um, Bush was Laura Bush was destroyed. Barbara Bush was, was hammered constantly. Uh, uh, Nancy Reagan? Nancy Reagan was, was the antichrist. Yeah, basically the antichrist. For 8 years. Mm -hmm. But Michelle was the first black one. Yes, okay. she was. That's true, so, and she okay. she will not let anyone else forget it. I will say that she that's very it's a high priority item for her to make sure you know that. Although she doesn't appreciate it, I mean, no, it's it's like okay, yes, we broke that barrier with you, right? Do you realize that with you, you and were you elected. Keep, you and, keep reminding us it was with you, and and there's twelve percent of the country who are like you in skin color. And yet you won. And I don't know if you know this, but you wouldn't have won if only the 12% voted for you. Hmm. You sure? Yeah, it took some white people. took some whiteies. took some Hispanics. I don't did. think that that's yeah, possible. It, it's possible. I'll it, say I disagree fact, with Pat on that point. It, uh, I think I do, too. It, uh, you can disagree all you want, but that defies the laws of physics. It doesn't defy the laws of so. uh, fixed voting machines, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Always has to come of back course. to that. We're Jeffrey. So we, we just uh, we saw that awful example. Here's a good one from Denzel Washington. Check this out. I'm going to tell about the two, three stories. I'm going to keep it real short. Uh, I remember my graduation. Speaker got up there, went on forever, blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to keep it short. Number one. Put God first. Hmm. Almost Put God for sure. in everything yeah. you do. Everything that you think you see in me, everything that I've accomplished, everything that you think I have, and I have a few things, everything that I have is by the grace of 
of God. Wow. Understand that. Nice. It's a gift. Number two, fail big. That's right. Fail big. Today is the beginning of the rest of your life, and it can be, it can be very frightening. It's a new world out there. It's a mean world out there. You only live once. So do what you feel passionate about, passionate about. Take chances professionally. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. Don't be afraid to fail big, to dream big. But remember, <clears throat> dreams without goals are just dreams. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's a commencement speech right there. Yep. That's, you know, he's... He's grateful for what he has. He talks about what he's accomplished. He's humble about what he's accomplished. And he gives credit where credit is due to God. That's amazing. That's yeah. good stuff. Don't be afraid to fail big and don't be afraid to film commencement speeches while drunk. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> camera work is making me a little ill. Uh, but I will say, uh, fail big is an interesting message from a guy who you'd assume is a Democratic voter. I don't know if that's true or not. I feel like I have seen him out there supporting Obama on various things, but maybe not. I mean, how can you believe in fail big if you're, if you're a liberal? Fail big? Mm -hmm. No. If you fail, then you need to, be, you need to have a, a safety net to make sure that you don't fail. Failing big is a, is a concept of, you know, uh, of capitalism. It's a, it's a concept of uh, personal responsibility. It's a, it's a concept that's built deeply into the foundations of conservatism and libertarianism. And, and you know, to, to, to preach that message, there wasn't a wide response to that one. There's much better response to the keeping God first, mm -hmm. which, uh, which is great. But uh, it's an interesting concept from Hollywood. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do in this country. You come out and you f go after what you're passionate about. If you fail, you just move on. You try something else. You keep going until you succeed. You don't need to succeed 90,000 times. You need to succeed once. And, uh, you know, it's an, odd, uh, it's an odd message to come from Hollywood, but a great one. I'm really happy to hear it. Yeah, I, I, I like Denzel. He's, you know, great. He, he has done some things that uh, are, are at least can lead you to believe that maybe he has a conservative streak in him. He visits, um, you know, military bases a lot. Mm -hmm. He he gives a lot of credit to the military. He seems to be very pro-military. Seems to, I mean, just from again, he's he's one of the best actors on earth. So yeah, in great. theory, he could be convincing me of something he doesn't actually believe. But I believed him when he said the God thing. I did and too. that is a it's a hard, it's it's not an easy stance to take as a Hollywood actor. And you know, he really put that out there as something, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like seemed to come from his core. Which yeah. I liked. By the way, uh, we were talking about this, I think, uh, fairly recently. The, what is it? The Book of Eli, um, that movie, um, is, again, another thing that you'd look at yeah. and say, I mean, the faith thing seems to be deep inside of him. Um, because that movie is a it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good Hollywood movie. It's very gritty and edgy, but also has a really strong God message in it. So if you haven't seen that movie, uh, I'd I recommend it. I have seen that. Yeah. It may be. I think it is. I think it are, is. But Man it's on very fire. Good. Like uh, Man on fire. Another heavy God message of revenge, death. Uh, I don't know if that fits exactly into what we're talking about here. <laughs> love. Jeffy. Oh, love. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay love. I didn't see, actually see it. Was that good? Man on fire. I love that stupid movie. Yeah. I, he did another one too. Uh, did you see the? Was it the Equalizer? Yeah. Or something that came out yeah, recently. Right, the, and again, this last one. Yeah. I mean, he's always good. Denzel. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, Denzel's it's, always good. He walks those roles. 
with his eyes closed. Sawing he, wood, yeah. He was doing the, the uh, what's his face, the guy who, um, the Taken guy, Liam Neeson. He was doing that role long before Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. A lot better. I, oh, yeah. That is his shtick, really. A lot better. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he can do that with his eyes closed. Um, uh, also, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Something that was uh, kind of interesting over the weekend was uh, the Mark Halperin interview of Ted Cruz, uh, which seemed to feature a lot of. I guess he was was he poking Ted Cruz to see if he's really Cuban. Was he trying to see if he's Cuban enough? Was he trying to show that look, this guy is hiding behind being Cuban American, but really isn't? I'm not exactly sure what the disparaging point is here but there certainly is one uh watch halpern try to uh pin down ted cruz uh on his senator Cubanism. people are really interested in you and your identity so i just want to ask you as a historical matter when you filled out your application to princeton to harvard law school did you yeah. list yourself as an hispanic oh sure i've listed myself as cuban american that's 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 senator my heritage and my either. background okay. okay in the following categories whether uh, you have an affinity for or a connection to anything part of your Cuban past. You got a favorite Cuban food, Cuban dish? What? Oh, I grew up eating Cuban food all the time. What's my, your my favorite grandparents. Dish? My, What's your favorite dish? Uh, you know, picadillo. All right, favorite. You got you like Cuban music. You have a favorite Cuban what? singer. Uh, you know, I have to admit, in, in in that, I'm much more of a Texan. I tend to listen to uh, to country music more more than Cuban music. All right, finally, we want to give you the opportunity to directly oh, welcome your colleague, Senator Sanders, to the race, and I'd like you to do it, if you would, en espanol. En espanol. It's just, uh, that's bull crap. That is just bull crap. Uh, he, yeah, so I guess the point of that is Halperin is thinking to himself, Cruz is trying to come off as Hispanic when he's not. Even if he is, is his heritage might be Cuban, but he doesn't embrace the culture right. at all. He probably doesn't even know what Cuban food is. Mm. He, I'll bet you, I'll bet Hap, Halperin thought to himself, he's not going to be able to even name one mm -hmm. Cuban dish. And, of course, he did. So then he's stumped on that. Okay, well, what about a Cuban singer? Well, who's your favorite Cuban singer? My favorite <laughs> Cuban singer? <laughs> You know I didn't grow up in Havana, right? I, that is asinine. Mm. Halperin, what, what nationality is that? Is that Irish? Name your favorite Irish singer, Mark. <laughs> um, I think. Could you do it? What? Yeah. I, I'm Irish, Bono. English, Irish, and German. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe Bono? I guess you'd have say, to go to. Because mm. I, I don't know any. You know, is it because um, you don't categorize your musicians based on their nationality? Kind of. That's, oh, that's weird. Part of it. That's yeah. weird. That's yeah. weird. Uh, it's a strange thing. And by the way, as far as Cuban food goes, the proper answer is always those salami sandwiches somebody sits on and then delivers to your car. Um, what, in in yeah, Tampa, what is it called? Yeah, the it's just a Cuban sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. They, they, they're breast. just not good. Cuban hot okay? breast. It's a, it's a salami oh, sandwich, and, and somebody sat on it. Jeffy is somewhere in the back. He sat on it. So it's really flat. It's really gross. Um, I lost my job doing that. They created a machine that does it now. It's, oh, really, yeah, no. it's very disappointing. <laughs> I, was, I fought for a raise, and they said, no, get out. We've got a machine now. Yeah. Well, because we, when we were living in Tampa, that's the big thing there is Cuban food. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's some good Cuban restaurants there, some really famous some of it, ones. Some of it's okay. Some of it's okay. But I, the main thing that they serve at most places is Cuban press sandwiches. And, it, you know, again, this is back in the day when I would eat this sort of thing. But it was basically like I would describe it as salami and, like, ham. Yeah. On a flat sandwich. Yeah, and they, actually, if you just get it uh, heated uh, with uh, ham and cheese, it's just a ham and cheese pressed together. 
That's just a ham and cheese. That's not Cuban that's food. That's American. I agree, but that's you know, that's what you get. That's what you get. No, that's just American. That's just a ham and cheese sandwich. It's like the most American but it, sandwich but it's possible. Pressed in a machine in the back of a Cuban restaurant. They call it a panini. Okay. It's a panini. So, yeah, that's true. They have pickles on it, too, right? Sometimes. Did they put pickles on it? I just, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't, look, I like Ted Cruz, but the press sandwiches, I... I never liked Cuban no food much, anyway. Those people, they're, they're, Cubans are hopping on truck tires to float to this country. <laughs> I don't want to eat their food. Right. <laughs> yeah, the food was really good. They would just stay. Uh, <laughs> I know you. I never leave a place that has good food. I'm looking to see if there's any... Uh, actual Cuban singers of note here that you might even have heard of, you know, other than Ricky Ricardo, okay? And I, he was probably trying to get him to say, well, I like Ricky Ricardo. It would have been kind of funny, actually, if he would have used that. But I'm looking at these, and uh, these are singers frequently mentioned on the web from Cuba. Celia Cruz, never heard Love of her. Love her. Silvio Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Omara Portuando. Uh, Ibrahim Ferrer, Pablo Milanis. Oh, here you go. John Cicada. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. John Cicada. Mm -hmm. I actually met John. Uh, Isaac Delgado, Compe Segundo, Maria Teresa Vera. I don't know any of these people. Who's going to know these Cuban singers? Now, I guess Cuban food, though, they've got some good no. food in Cuba, no. right? No. Don't they? I mean, not judging by watch, the food in Tampa. Nope. I watch diners, drive ins, and dives sometimes, and he loves the Cuban food. He really. Do you like Guy Fieri? Flat loves salami. The, I'm know, reminded, I, I I'm reminded on the feed. That. I'm reminded on the feed from uh, <clears throat> Moses in Tampa uh, ham, pork, salami, Swiss, mm -hmm. pickles, and mustard. I mean, there's like five of my That's least favorite things on there. That's, <laughs> That's a There's a really famous uh, Cuban place in Ybor City in Tampa. Do you know the name of it, Jeffy? By the other? I do. Stu, it's the Columbia. Yeah, yeah, that is actually the it, Columbia. Yeah. The Columbia is and, a Cuban place. Oh, big time! It's kind of weird. That's sort of stupid. that place was freaking good. I will say, yeah, I, I did Ybor eat City. there one yeah. time and it was really good. Mm. Um, but you know, the the, the typical uh, run-of-the-mill Cuban food that that I remember. Because you get to, you know, you get to a new city that you live in. I, I'd lived in the Northeast and moved down to Tampa, and you're like excited to try the the new local food. And I spent a couple of weeks just going around. You try this, try that. Ninety nine percent of it was just not good. <laughs> it's just not food you'd want. You want like, you know, like, you know, I don't know. New York is known for maybe Italian food, right? Uh, you know, it, certainly pizza is a, is a big is a big thing. Chicago, you kind of have that deep dish pizza. Uh, you have, uh, you know, every, you know, Tex-Mex or barbecue in, in Texas. Uh, steakhouses was a big thing in Tampa. They had great steakhouses there. But it's like, you don't want your food to be Cuban food. Like, that's not, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I've just not experienced the best of it. But uh, the Cuban food is not, uh, not, it's not, it's not something I would sit here and say, like, oh, well, you have to have a favorite Cuban food if you're, if you're Cuban heritage. No, no, you don't. <laughs> and then to assume automatically that he speaks Spanish, and and not only that, but he wants to welcome into the race uh, Bernie Sanders? What kind of, that was one of the dumbest interviews. I mean, yeah, I it seems like he's seen. trying to have fun there. He's, like, trying to be funny. It didn't seem like fun know. to me. Yeah. That did not seem like fun. That seemed like a, I'm going to get you with your Cuban heritage bull crap. Well, the favorite food thing, because he, he says, what's your favorite food? Oh, I grew up eating all kinds of favorite uh, food from Cuba. What's your favorite food? Yeah. It's like he expects yeah. him to not know what a, a, one of these right. foods, and he's trying to, like, pin him down on that. He doesn't even, un he doesn't even know a, he doesn't even have an example of a Cuban food, this guy. He's not Cuban.
That's what he's trying to prove there. Um, yep. And of course, obviously and if he, he would have gotten does. that, if he would have gotten uh, a no answer from from Ted Cruz, that would be the lead thing on on every newscast today. Mm -hmm. Everybody would be jumping all over Ted Cruz because he doesn't know one single Cuban dish. He couldn't name anything. He's How's that Cuban. for your Cuban heritage? Yeah, yeah. You know you'd get that. Uh, let's go to Judy. Um, is it in Pennsylvania? Hey, Judy. Hi, you're on Pat and Stu. Hi. How Hi. are you? Good. <laughs> I'm calling from Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, listen, guys. I know the rules on presidents, sitting presidents. They cannot be inducted into the douche hall of fame mm -hmm. until they are out of office. Correct? Yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm, for the way I'm looking at the rules, I think there is a gray area on their wives. I am nominating Michelle Obama for an emergency induction oh, wow. today. Wow. Into the Hall of Fame. Wow. That's an interesting proposal. A Michelle is. Obama Douche Hall of Fame nomination. I will say my belief of the spirit of the rule yeah. would, uh, would incline me to say the first lady it, would, as well? it would include yeah. the first lady. Because I think mm -hmm. we've said, even said the term many times, it, you can't be in the White House and be in the Douche Hall of Fame. Um, and she she's would only there because she's on his coattail. That's very true. Yeah, uh, it's true. It's an interesting proposal. It's kind of like one of those things that would need to go to the Supreme Court or something. It's it's mm -hmm. one of those issues that I feel I like. Look at. I don't think. We may have to. I don't think any of us would disagree Let's that she deserves to, to be there. I, Judy, I I think I'm with you. I I think it's a it's no, it's le it's legitimate to to bring it up for sure. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Judy. Mm. I mean, uh, don't you think day, it's a, it, you too? It's Thank a you. legitimate. It's a legitimate thought to maybe induct her very quickly uh, as an emergency <laughs> procedure because of the commencement speech. I mean, she's got a hell of a body of work. She really does. She does. Yes, and she she's does. got a heck of a body. Look at those arms. Yeah, the arms. The mm -hmm. arms are incredible. I've Look seen the arms, arms before. Are they fantastic? They're unbelievable. Am I right? They're fantastic. That's, I mean, the best arms that have ever been on a person. But her body of douchiness is, uh, is solid. It's a solid one. Yeah. A Hall of Fame case can be made. Oh, look, the, I think if she, if voted upon, I think she would succeed. Yes. I don't think there's a question there. I, to me, it, it does not. The spirit of the rules, because yes. we all, it's it's easy. It's does it it's low hanging the fruit. whole first family? I feel like yeah. it does. I mean, I I've always felt that it does. I never hmm. had, had had considered the first Sasha lady. In? And like, no, you, know, you wouldn't. No, 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 you'd never do that with the no. children. No. So you know, I mean, we would never do it with the children. We'd never no. do it with the president while he's president. I mean, we're, but we're going to break that for just the first lady. The one family member is allowed in, but the others aren't. It's I, a tough. It's tough. It's I a mean, tough call. I, yeah, I'd like to do call. it, but you can't. I'd like to see what people are saying about it on the. Uh, I'm sure the they'll all be for it, but you yeah. can't. The rules are rules. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too. Rules Come are on. rules, and I believe that rules should be followed. Do Jeffy, you, Jeffy? Oh, since when? <laughs> Sorry, since when? <laughs> We've broken almost every since law in the books. Is this rule? <laughs> It's Pat and Stu. I guess we're uh, about 38 minutes away from some frightening thing from ISIS. It's supposedly uh, coming down. You heard about this? You read about this? You see it in the paper today? You read about that from the tweets and the Twitter today? I did, I did not. 
Apparently ISIS is saying something uh, very frightening is coming down, right, for America, some sort of message, or is it an actual attack, or is it a message about an attack? Jeffy? I am, I am. Look, I am looking into it right looking now. Looking into it. All right. We're looking because into I'm, it. Actually, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, you know, I just found out about it, and it's so darn close that mm -hmm. we could be in trouble. Really? We're be able to wear yeah. We're about 40, 40 minutes away or so. time to move or anything. Yeah. So we will, uh, we will check on that. Uh, U.S. Postal Service posted a net operating loss of $1.5 in the first quarter of this year. That's not bad. That's, a, that's actually an improvement uh, <laughs> from the $1.9 it lost first quarter of last year. So that's pretty good, huh? They're up $400 million. USPS has been bleeding money for years, in part because of lower, lower uh, mail volumes, but also because of the huge benefit cost for its retired workers. Which do you think is a bigger deal? The lack of mail or the retired worker? I'm going to say it's 50-50. Are you? Exact split, uh, the exact <laughs> same amount for uh, the retirement plan and for the mail. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you know what? Let me, let me change that. You're right. It's almost all mail. And no, the retirement mm -hmm. plan, that's a, that's a money that's maker probably, for the post office. I think office. that's probably closer <laughs> to being accurate. <laughs> we happen to have the actual numbers, though. We happen to. Mm -hmm. uh, USPS says uncontrollable it's controllable income, which is a measure of net income that ignores benefits and funding and other factors, is out of control. Actually, rose fifty-two million to three hundred and thirteen million. This is this is the key one, though. USPS said that without the requirement to pre-fund retiree health benefits, so they didn't have to do all these crazy union benefits that they have. Right. The net loss would have been forty-four million, not one point five billion. So. Almost exclusively, that, this is a union problem. That kind of says that what you guessed was completely inaccurate. <laughs> yes, I was wrong on that huh, one. Weird. I, uh, I apologize. <laughs> I mean, come so on. So weird. These 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 I things mean, are. It's such a strange idea, too. Like, and it it's is. kind of a it's kind of a a thing from the past where people got these pensions and all these benefits where you get paid <clears throat> large amounts of money to not work. Now, the correct thing, I believe, would be to pay people a little bit more when they're working, mm -hmm. and then they could Let save that save. money, and then they pay for it themselves. This odd thing that you get this huge pension, and you live for 50 years after you retire and continue to collect from these organizations that you know, are barely standing because of it, is really a weird thing. Uh, and it comes from uh, largely collective bargaining, where uh, you know, you're able to go in there and demand these big things, and at the time, it seems like a good idea, and... It winds up being a horrible investment. It's the fault of the companies, usually. But when you talk about places that are owned by the United States government, and like the post office, essentially appear in the Constitution, it's, it's even more uh, of an issue. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, it's, it's almost inconceivable as to, uh, and it's, it permeates so many government agencies. USPS is just one of a, a bunch where, where this is the case. And it's not just government agencies. It's almost everywhere where you have a uh, powerful union involved where they've negotiated these massive pension plans for people. And it's, it's nice if you work there for 30 years to retire and then have money to count on the rest of your life. I, you know, and we've, but we've become accustomed to that. So while it might be a weird concept, or or it should be a weird concept, it really isn't to us now. We just expect it. Well, we did at one time. I think it's largely gone now. I mean, it was something. Yeah. I mean, you know, still police officers get it. There are some uh, there are some professions that still offer it. But I mean, the, the average person is not getting a pension guaranteed anymore. 
I mean, you know, the better thing to do is to pay somebody what they're worth up front. What is it doing to you as, as an individual worker? It's saying to you, we don't trust you with your own retirement. What we'll do is we'll take money from you. We'll keep a bunch of money all this time. And then in the end, we'll let you, we'll give you money and we'll leak it out to you bit by bit because we don't trust you to plan for yourself. I mean, it's the same thing that Social Security says. It's actually an insult to your intelligence. Yeah. It's to say, well, we, we can do better than you if we just hold the money, and then we'll take care of you later on because you can't take care of yourself. And we all realize that you know, Social Security gets worse returns than almost any individual investment. You can put it almost anywhere and wind up getting a better return than Social Security. Uh, it's an embarrassment, but... That's we have been, you know, that's why Social Security is so bad. It's one of those things that instead of being this plan where you have uh, people who really need it are taken in and given a little bit of a boost, like a welfare program, which we apparently, you know, we, we argue so strongly against as conservatives, especially when they get out of control. But then a lot of people will argue for things like Social Security, in which people like Bill Gates get in and they get money from the government post-retirement. It's absurd. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense at all. The, the universal program is always worse than the welfare program. But conservatives, uh, I think, uh, wrongly tend to think about that the other way around. Being, think about what they're telling you to do from a perspective of small government. You let us hold on to your money for 50 years, and then we'll leak it out to you at a predetermined rate because you can't handle your own retirement planning. I mean, it's the most, why the hell is the government involved in that? If you have a person who works at a job and, and has bad health throughout their lives and can't save and can't put money away and gets to the end of their lives and have no money, it's more sensible to just take care of that person through a welfare program than it is to just give everyone welfare. Everyone gets money. Everyone gets uh, money. And by the way, a lot more than you put into it in almost every circumstance. Uh, it's, just, it's just a wrong-headed policy. And, 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 and it's the third rail of politics, so no one ever does anything about it. But, I mean, it really is. Uh, it's, it's horrifically destructive to a country that is supposed to be a country to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Speaking of wrongheaded policies, uh, how about this policy of um, uh, Michelle Obama not being eligible for the Douche Hall of Fame? How are people feeling about that, <laughs> Jeffy, on the feed? Uh, well, the main focus is we've got to follow the rules. And we could vote on really? it. We could vote on that. Mm -hmm. We could have a double douche. Yeah. Double douche induction. I like that with a double douche induction after they never have office. That's never happened, has it? I don't think it's ever happened. We've never had a couple entered together. Well, yeah, you can't, uh, first of all. Uh, that's against the rules. It's one person per week. We've been very specific oh, that's about true. that. It's a max that's of true. one person per week. Here's what I would mm -hmm. propose. Hillary Clinton is likely going to be the Democratic nominee for president. Mm -hmm. She may very well be elected as the Democratic uh, nominee and may very well be elected as presidency. If she mm -hmm. is, my belief is... January 13th, the week of January 13th, 2017, we induct Hillary uh, right before she goes into office. So she goes into office because once she's in office, we can't do it. Right. So we, we, we induct her. And then the week after, when Obama leaves, we induct him. The two greatest weeks in a Douche Hall of Fame history. <laughs> of course, the sad <laughs> part is that she probably would get elected in that. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting proposal. Uh, I like it. I like it, too. Well, I like it. Too. Jennifer uh, is on the uh, Pat and Stu show. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thanks. Good. Um, I've got a small list here because it would take, like, the rest of the show to list every reason why she should be in the, you know, Dish Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. But uh -huh. I've got a few ideas here. Okay. For who? Okay. Um, all the email scandals. Mm -hmm. Are we talking about uh, Michelle or Benghazi Hillary? on a YouTube video. Okay, we're in Hillary. Land. We're on Hillary here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Saying that they're dead broke. 
Right. Constant flip-flopping, like, you know, gay marriage. Mm -hmm. uh, chronic pathological lying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, using her own daughter as a human shield to explain away the Clinton Foundation, quote-unquote, activities. And mm -hmm. BFFs with Soros. That's a good list. It's definitely a good list, Jennifer. I mean, her resume is strong, Jennifer. I don't think anybody's denying that. Hillary is not <laughs> exempt from the douche hall thing. No, Hillary she could, could be inducted. She could Would be she be exempt though, right on in, in January? It, once she's elected, if she were elected, then yes, she would be. Uh, she would be exempt. But we put Eric Holder in the douche hall of fame, uh, and he yes. would be on the same you know level as the Secretary of State, and she's former Secretary of State anyway. Mm -hmm. So she yeah. could be. I mean, she could be in for multiple things. You know how, how like um, uh, you could be in as a broadcaster, <laughs> like Madden's in as a coach and uh, and uh, broadcaster. Ringo yeah. was just put in on right. his own as right. a solo he artist, but he's also with the Beatles. But see, but we can't. Mm -hmm. It still has to be. Well, you could do multiple. Hillary as a senator, Hillary as a first lady, Hillary as a secretary of state, Hillary as a presidential candidate could be in. Oh she my could gosh, be four she times. Because we're talking like a band entry. Yeah. Now you're talking couples. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I think I think we hold off on the Hillary thing right now. I would like to check in on the uh, on the uh, progress of people putting uh, douche hall of fame in the accomplishment section of Wikipedia pages. We know Chris Cuomo. In his, uh, is it still there? Do you know if the Chris Cuomo thing is still there? Because they'll try to delete it, I'm sure. But uh, in, in the Chris Cuomo uh, uh, page for uh, his Wikipedia page, it says, uh, I'll give you a quote here. Uh, May 6, 2015, in the Patents Do Show, seen on the Blaze Television Network, inducted Chris Cuomo into the Douche Hall of Fame, with 96% of all voting members agreeing that he had risen to the revered level of Hall of Fame douche. 95% of the vote is required for this venerable distinction. Cuomo joins such esteemed luminaries as fellow media personalities Chris Matthews and Ed Schultz. Do they have it in their douche hall of fame? Wait, so do we have it in the no, Cuomo place? Like no, been, under awards it's not. Oh, they've, wow. They've removed it. Well, someone's got some work to do today. No, we, well, first uh, of all, bastards. First of all, they removed that's it. ridiculous. This How is a real happen? award. Yeah, it, it is. is. I mean, right. it's got a plaque and everything. That's right. And it's been taken out. I want to put back in. I, I want to put to back be a realistic in award too. to Chris Cuomo's award section. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. I wanted oh back in his Wikipedia award section. Chris Cuomo, douche Hall of Fame. What was the rest <laughs> yes. of it? And then that, <laughs> that other stuff. Oh, that other stuff too. All of it. Right on my back Facebook in there. Page. Go to my Facebook page and you'll see all the time. <laughs>
Uh, it's like it's like a you know a stalker in a dorm <laughs> saying, uh, "Well, look, I just want to get all these rapes done first. Yeah, Once I'm done raping all, all the coeds, then uh, <laughs> we'll let you know uh, what the motivation for it was." It's a really strange thing because um, that is kind of their excuse, which is uh, we don't want to have a discussion about why we're doing this. We want to have them all up so you can't do anything about it. Right. The, I guess and the reporter even asked at the end of the report I saw, uh, well, some would say maybe you should have had that discussion before any of them went up instead of waiting till all of them are up and operating. Mm -hmm. so, all right, I can well, see where this is going. We're uh, done here. Yeah, no, he actually said... Well, there might be something to that, but uh, we just wanted to get all of them on the same page, and his explanation makes zero sense. Right, and then the other thing, the only thing they offered as a way of explanation was they were going to record people's license plates and look for stolen cars. What? Now, they, the, uh, or Amber is, Alerts. Yeah, and this is one of the things that came out in the uh, Snowden uh, leaks, which was uh, they are doing this all the time to you. They are recording your license plates mm -hmm. everywhere you go, uh, millions and millions and millions and millions a day, uh, where they take them and they store them in local police departments, and then later they can use that footage to potentially prove if you were at a crime scene or whatever. That's their uh, intended use of it. Really creepy, though. I mean, yeah. I, I, look, if you're I driving around in public Arizona streets. City, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I, really pissed. But, I mean, especially with no explanation. You know, if you want to say, mm -hmm. essentially, what you wanna, if you want to say, look, we're putting up surveillance cameras in the area. We thought it would look better in a cactus, so it's not like this, you know, uh, this thing where it's like standing out, so everyone notices this uh, unnatural-looking pole, like kind of like the thing that they do with cell phone um, things, where they put up the fake-looking trees, mm -hmm. uh, which of course mm -hmm. don't look real anyway. But we're going to put surveillance cameras up. Look, sorry about it. You know, if you have a problem, uh, talk to your legislature. You know, I, I kind of get that vibe, but that isn't really what they were even offering. It was just like, well, we'll tell you about it when it's done. You need to pass it before, to find out what's going on in it. <laughs> it's just, okay, uh, Nancy. It's a, it's uh, a creepy, we, weird yeah. explanation and, and really not a satisfactory one at all. Now, Jeff, you have a business really? where you put these into ho the home version of the cactus that you put in your, like, your bedroom or something. It's still an eyesore. I mean, you can't even tell the ones that are in the cactus that I put in. I mean, <laughs> that way? The well, those don't look good. Uh -huh. You can really tell the cameras there in the cactus. Right. The uh -huh. point of Yurgers is to hide them. Well, that would be the point of mm -hmm. camouflage. Uh, it's, uh, it's a weird story. It's that a weird is. story. And you could see people freaking out over it. Oh, yeah. You know. And completely unacceptable. The explanation, absolutely 100% unacceptable. Um, now, uh, which cities in the U.S. have the longest work weeks? Uh, where in the United States do employees have the longest working weeks on average? San Francisco can just about claim the title as America's hardest working city. I don't believe that. Employees there put in an average weekly shift of 44 hours. Uh, when commuting is factored in, New Yorkers do have the longest work week of anybody in the United States, including commute. New York comes in first with 49.08 hours ahead of San Francisco's 48.58. Yeah, I, I mean, do you really factor... Like when we were at work all day in Midtown Manhattan, did you tack on the ride home afterwards? I mean, I, I mean, because yeah, then you're really, talking about although, the way there. I man. did. It, it's different when you are on a train, I think, because yeah. you really do count that as office time. Uh, you know, you sure in do. your head, at least as far as planning the day goes. I know. All right, when I was in New York, I would be like, okay, I've got got about an hour of stuff left to go. It's time to go to the train. Yeah. And then I would just work on the hour home and get it done, and then I'd mm -hmm. be done. Um, you do you do schedule it in that way, but I don't know for a survey like this if it's really valuable to show. Although they do break it out, 
Uh, 48 hours. This is, by the way, the biggest difference. You want to talk about a, a big difference between the United States and uh, all of our competition? Why do we kick everyone's ass all the time? It's mm -hmm. this. Uh, mm -hmm. And Michael Moore will sit there and complain about it and has in movies. But, like, you go over to Europe, you're working 27, 28, yeah. 29 hours. I mean, you got just six weeks yeah. of paid vacation time through the government mandated. I mean, you know, you have a life that's not, it's certainly more cushy. I think it destroys your country um, and over time, and it makes you fall behind countries that are willing to work like this. But we do. I mean, unlike uh, most other countries on earth, we, we work our asses off. We do. We do. And when we were in New York, I'll tell you, it was a lot more than 4908. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that calculation <laughs> so, is wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. at least in our experience. Maybe I mean, 8908? Yeah, you're just there Somewhere all the time. There. Or you're home working. Yeah. I mean, that's what, you know, this is what this job is. Yeah. That's, you know, it, 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 the only difference is whether you consider any of this work, which some, <laughs> I think, would, would not. Um, and certainly not uh, digging ditches. I, I worked um, many jobs, which I would rather work this job for 60 hours than oh, work sure. that job for 10. Yes. Um, but, you know, look, it's, it's still, it's mentally exhausting. And, you, and, you know, you, it does, it is a lot of, uh, it's, it's a lot of time and a lot of uh, mm -hmm. thought goes into the job. We don't, as much as it looks like we just come up here, we don't just come in here and have these unbelievable insults for Jeffy. We work hard on them yeah. uh, to make sure you understand how overweight he is in a very Thank descriptive you. way. Yeah. Um, you do a fine job. Oh, thank you, Jeffy. Thank you. Wow, well, that was really, really yeah. nice. Wow. For a fat guy, that was good no. thinking, too. Yeah, right? See, that one he came up right. with six weeks ago. <laughs> that one was six weeks ago. I remember the meeting. Remember? Yep. Uh, for a fat guy. Uh, <laughs> so, there you go. so there you have uh, New York at number one, followed by San Francisco, then Washington, D.C., Houston, number four, Fort Worth, number five. Uh, that's mostly work. and Well, I guess it's pretty close to the same kind of commute time as everybody but New York. Uh, and maybe that's because Fort Worth is entirely under construction right now. Mm -hmm. um, well, Fort Worth is not a small place either. I no, mean, it's, Fort it's Worth, not. Texas is not like it's a two-by-two two square block city. No, and it's jammed, it's jammed yeah. in right next to Dallas, so it's, right. you can't tell where one ends and the other begins. But uh, but the, the freeway system is, is totally torn up. I mean, I-35W going north... Um, <laughs> it's, it's a complete freaking mess. I know, the I-35 Access Road, uh, Johnsonville Boulevard. Right. I, I don't know you why they did this, but but in Texas, they took I-35, split it in half. Part of it goes through uh, Fort Worth, and that's the western section. Then the eastern section goes through Dallas. So you've got I-35 west going north and south, and I-35 east going north and south. Why did they just call it two different things? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but the western section of it is it, always being worked on. Of course, every section yeah. of yes. every freeway in all of DFW is being worked on, and it's probably the same in your city, too. I know that when we were in uh, uh, New York, what few freeways there are were under construction as well, most of the time. So It does, yeah. I mean, that's a story everywhere, I guess. There's just so much more growth here than in most parts of the country that it's potentially even worse. One, yeah, one here. thing I will say, though, though, in New York, uh, I remember seeing things, the same things under construction. For like 100 years. For the years. entire time. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Not here, the case here. things do get finished. Yeah, you actually, I'm, when, I, when we moved here, there was a lot of construction. There's still a lot of construction. But some of it got finished. It's all the yeah. it's different roads and different places yeah. now. It's it's completely different. There's yeah. entire toll roads that have opened since I moved down here. Mm -hmm. There are you know huge flyover bridges that you see 
actually being added to as you drive yeah. under them every day and they get longer and longer and then they're done and then you're driving on them yeah, <laughs> it's I this know. crazy idea <laughs> where like i can think of if anyone knows connecticut and we certainly have a lot of listeners from connecticut going back many years because both myself well myself and pat and glenn all worked in connecticut at one point mm-hmm. uh, at a station uh, in connecticut kc 101 and weli as well um, uh, and uh, there's a place in East Haven, Connecticut, which is, there's like, there used to be a Toys R Us there. Before that, there was Child World, which was a different, you have a website similar to that, but it's a different uh, business. Um, but uh, it's one of those things where it was under-construction from the day I was born until today. It's the, the area, they finally finished it, and it's been in construction for so long that it no longer the new uh, amount of lanes they have is nowhere near long enough uh, for or wide enough for what they need, and now they need to do it again. Uh, Jeez, they built man. a brand new bridge, mm-hmm. the Q Bridge, which people used to call the Q Bridge. Yeah. Um, uh, which they it made used to us be some rickety old thing that in yep. the winter, man, when that thing froze, oh, good golly, that was lots dangerous. of accidents. Now there's a whole <laughs> new bridge there, but I mean, they're constantly working on that same, you know, five to six mile stretch mm-hmm. for decades, literally decades. And it's still uh, yeah. the source of a lot of traffic. It's I will amazing. Say, 635 here, though, has been under construction since <clears throat> uh, Michelle, who is Glenn's assistant, said it was under construction when she was a, a child here. Wow. It's under construction now. It is amazing, but it's one of, it, it looks like it, it's going to be featured on, uh, uh, what was that, Mega Engineering or Extreme oh. Engineering? It's, yeah, it's it, in, it looks like they're about to build 60 lanes. Underground. Yeah, it's underground. Like, you're driving and there's like six lanes on each side. And in between, there's just a straight drop-off until <laughs> it looks like they're doing the channel all over again in between. It. It's, it's an look, amazing project. Just it as is. you're looking down, it is. look up. Because you've got about eighteen other lanes yeah, flying, flying over your head, it's it's crazy. It's going to be something when if it ever gets finished. It may not. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. We have an apology from Mark Halperin. Uh, this has just come in, and uh, he is apologizing for his interview with Ted Cruz that we played earlier. Oh, uh, wow. Saying he, uh, he was talking to him about Did his Did he say this? Did he say, look, I was a douchebag. You caught me. Uh, and I want to apologize before I'm into the Douche Hall of Fame. Right. No, he did not say that. Did no. not mention, even didn't mention the Douche Hall of Fame, which is, I thought, a surprise. Yeah. Um, he odd. said uh, he tried to rush through the questions, and mm-hmm. it was a mistake. It led to poor tone and timing. <laughs> I understand why uh, some felt the questions were inappropriate. As for asking Senator Cruz to welcome Senator Sanders into the race in Spanish, it was meant to be the type of lighthearted banter that he's done with us before oh, on the show. That's bull. In no way was I asking Senator Cruz to prove he was an authentic Latino. Huh, sure seemed like it, because every question yeah. was along those lines. Yeah. Your, I, favorite, your favorite Cuban singer, your favorite Cuban dish. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you identify as a Cuban? I apologize to those that were offended and to Senator Cruz. I promise that I will work to make the tone and questions better next time. 
No, so kind of a non-apology okay. apology, but I mean, at least he's addressing Something. it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we do this thing real quick? Uh, we talked about The Rock's diet plan. Mm-hmm. The, the Rock ate all that cod. eats tons of cod every day, and he, this is how he gets to be gigantic. Somebody actually decided to try to emulate and, and recreate this diet plan, actually eating it himself. Watch. Recently, Dwayne The Rock Johnson published his daily diet, a 10-pound, 7-meal part-time job that became the talk of the office. Naturally, somebody challenged me to take it on, and not one to turn down a dare, I accepted. Here's how it all went down. God, this fish is going to be the worst. All my life, I've hated fish. I've hated the smell of fish. I can't stand even looking at a fish, but that's (laughs) how The Rock lays it out, and that's how we have to do it. It's almost exclusively caught. My strategy throughout the day is going to be to work physically hard, hopefully clear up some space in my stomach for the next meal, which is, of course, fish. (laughs) More cod? Eight ounces more of cod? the weekly Monday morning meeting. I'm just going to take my food in. I wonder where he works. It's already started. This is meal two. Ew. Ew. This whole thing is set up. I'm doing the rocks workout routine. What do you like? What do you? (laughs) Why is that the funniest thing ever? They can all sit there and laugh, but who's the one that's been at the gym all day? Me. It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's uh, part two. Real real quickly, part two, because we are running out of time. He's working out. Oh, he's getting some some actual steak in there, right? Starting to look like time a rock. Time. But, uh, More fish, just fish and rice. Meal number six. It's just too much. I'm brimming at this point. That's gonna go into a garbage can. <laughs> I'll get back on the horse soon. <laughs> he couldn't even get through meal six or seven. Apparently. I respect the Rock. What if you had the money that he has and the success that he has, right? Like, would you be waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning and just shredding legs and just eating this meathead food around the clock every two hours? Respect the hell out of it, man. Respect the hell out of Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. All right, so I might not have completed the challenge, but I came pretty close. The Rock has over 100 pounds on me, and we didn't compromise a single calorie. So if you think you could do mm. better, I'd encourage you to try. I'm Jeffy not 270 pounds, Jeffy but I'm still a beast, and I guarantee I, you can't come close. I could eat 7,000 calories, just yeah. not a cod. Not a cod. <laughs> no.